0: Goal Achievers, good afternoon. At least that's the afternoon here in Austin, Texas, 2.33 PM. And uh, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is Hal Elrod, your host and your friend. And uh, today I've got a friend of mine that I'm excited to introduce to you. Somebody who is really brilliant in business and in life. Clint Arthur is his name. If you don't know Clint, he is a celebrity entrepreneur and an entrepreneurial management degree or with an entrepreneurial management degree from the Wharton School of Business. He is the Glazier Kennedy InfoMarketer of the Year. He has over 17 years experience running his own gourmet food company, and he's the number one best-selling author of multiple books, including Breakthrough Your Upper Limits on TV, 21 Performance Secrets of Donald Trump, and What They Teach You at the Wharton business school and clint's famous personal transformation experiences keynote speeches and frequent appearances on network tv itunes podcasts and syndicated radio shows have inspired millions of people i'm one of them to live larger more intensely and with more impact on the world and clint you know i am uh, as i'm bringing you on my friend first of all welcome how are you doing <laughs> thank you great to be with you hal yeah, it's great to have you here. So yeah, I'm speaking at your event on September 26th through the 28th of this year, 2019. The event is titled Living Legends of Entrepreneurial Marketing. It is at Carnegie Hall. And you that, that's like your MO, right? You always put on events at these historic... I think we did one at Harvard Business School once. I'm looking at the website right now, Living Legends... 2019.com and the lineup of celebrity speakers that you have really is impressive like i'm excited to be on the stage with these folks ice tea the one and only ice tea of law and order martha stewart uh, is going to be there speaking michael gerber who wrote one of my favorite business books one of the best-selling business books of all time the emith revisited jerry greenfield will be there the co-founder of ben and jerry's ice cream uh, the list just goes on and on and on so i'm excited for this event uh i and you know I'll, I'll probably ask you about it at the end again I, I hope all of our listeners will join us at carnegie hall but today i really want my listeners to get to know clint arthur to get to know you uh to learn from you because from my vantage point you really are a genius you know you've achieved extraordinary levels of success in both life and in business and so i want to kind of unpack the brain of clint Arthur. Does that sound good it's your show baby whatever you like <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so start, give us just like, I want to get, let us know Clint a little bit. Like, what were you like as a kid growing up? Were you business minded from a young age? When did that start? Like, just give us kind of the backstory of Clint Arthur.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's a, that's a really interesting question. I've had a unique tug of war between the two sides of my parents. My mom was an artist and wow. ran a design studio and my dad was an accountant and I always wanted to be, I always loved money. And I wanted to be somebody special. I read about the Wharton Business School in a book when I was 14 years old. And I looked it up in the encyclopedia and it turned out to be a real thing. The best business school in the world. And I decided when I was 14 years old to go to the Wharton Business School. And I I really believe that on a subconscious level, that decision was made because my parents were arguing all the time. And I felt if I could become somebody special, graduating from the best business school in the world, that maybe I could stop my parents from arguing so much. Hmm. And I graduated with a 4.0 GPA in entrepreneurial management. And I came home to get the attaboys. And what happens? They get into the biggest... Argument of all time, and my dad storms out of the house. And I turn to my mom and I said, "You know, mom, the way he resents you all these years, have you been cheating on dad?" And I'm sitting there on the couch in the living room where I grew up my whole life, and I'm thinking to myself, "Where did that question come from? I never thought that in my whole life before." And then I'm thinking, "What kind of smart aleck kid asks his mom a question like that?"
0: <laughs> what and age were you? At and, that point? Thinking,
1: and then I'm thinking, "Why doesn't she answer the question?" And then she says, he's not your real father. Your real father was a doctor at the fertility clinic we went to for six years trying to have you and you look just like that guy. Now, imagine how you would feel if everything you thought you knew about who you were was suddenly poof. And I didn't know who I was anymore or what, certainly not what I wanted to be anymore when I grew up. So I call up the investment bank on the 87th floor, number one World Trade Center, which was the actual ground zero where the plane hit. And I said... Thank you, but no, thank you, sir. I don't want to be an investment banker anymore. And naturally, I moved out to Hollywood to find myself. Most people go to Hollywood to lose themselves. I went to find myself. And what I found was I was driving yellow cab number 6087 Hmm. on New Year's Eve of the Millennium. And I had been a taxi driver for about six years. I became a very special person. I became the Wharton taxi driver. And that night in the backseat of my cab, there were these two guys who were MBA interns at Goldman Sachs. I'm listening in on their conversation as I'm driving them to a New Year's Eve party. One of them says, hey, did you hear about Mr. Carrera? They made him the last partner before the Goldman IPO. And I turn around, I go, are you guys talking about Chris Carrera? And they're like, How do you know Mr. Carrera? Chris Carrera was a pledge in my fraternity when I was at the Wharton Business School. Mm-hmm. And when I was the pledge master, I used to make those little punks dance around the living room of the house with their tidy whities on top of their heads. <laughs> now we just cashed out a gazillion dollars. And he wasn't the only one. All of my fraternity brothers became millionaires and some of them billionaires. While I made five hundred and thirteen dollars on New Year's Eve for the millennium because I was chasing the Hollywood dream. And that night I said I can't do it anymore. And I just Became uh, a businessman from that point and just gave up on my dreams.
0: Wow. 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 That's a heavy story in a very short amount of time. So, you're driving the cab for six years. That night, was that that like the defining moment where you made a decision? I'm not driving a cab anymore. I'm going to go into business. And if so, what was the first business? Where did you go from there? What was the next step? What was the first business that you launched? The defining moment was
1: I said, I am not going to throw away the rest of my life chasing a dream that is never going to happen. And really, that's why they put me on the Today Show in 2013. I was invited to go on the Today Show with Brooke Shields and Willie Geist because it was about the push pull of life. That was the question. When and really, the question was, how do you know when to give up on your dream? And I had like become interested in raw food, and my first successful little venture is still an ongoing company today called the Five Star Butter Company, which started out by me convincing some lady on a little farm in the middle of nowhere to make butter that was not with pasteurized cream. It was with unpasteurized cream, meaning it was raw. Hmm. And that was my first product, raw butter, which I sold. I needed it for myself because I was a raw food eater at the time. And that's what prompted my interest in, in creating that product. But there were a lot of raw food people in LA at the time. And I was the principal supplier of raw butter in Los Angeles for several years.
0: So you, the raw butter you provided to, to grocery stores or restaurants or who were you selling? No, there are? was like a raw food community co-op that
1: was going okay. on and I sold it to them.
0: Got it. Got it.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: And that so, the beginning
1: of my entrepreneurial career.
0: Was the butter company. Oh, interesting. It was
1: the butter company. Yeah. And it still goes on today, but it sells a different product. I don't sell any raw products anymore. It's just not worth it to Mm -hmm. go through the hassle and expense of producing those products. I sell gourmet portion control butter to casinos and resorts and hotels. And, you know, that's like my four hour work week. But my real passion came because, you know, as my life went on, I became successful throughout the 2000s. I got into real estate. I was selling butter. I made money selling butter. I started investing in real estate and developing real estate. And then I was at a men's self-help campfire one night and the shaman, points at me across the yellow and orange crackling flames and he goes you don't know it yet but you're already dead i'm like what are you talking about man i'm the most <laughs> successful guy on this team eight years ago i was driving a taxi now I'm a millionaire i was living on a little boat now i live in a mansion you're already dead you just don't know it and i didn't know what he was talking about but i couldn't stop thinking about it and for months i'd wake up out of a sound sleep in the middle of the night i'm already dead i'm already dead what does he mean and i didn't figure it out until new year's day of 2009 when I sat down to write my list of goals for the year, which was one of my success habits that I instigated when I became a businessman instead of trying to be a writer and a movie star in Hollywood. And that year I was inspired by the shaman and I asked myself the question that changed everything and took me all the way to the Today Show. And that question is, if this was going to be the last year of my life, what would I want to accomplish? And I was shocked out of all get out when the first thing I wrote on the list was I would want to write my book about what I learned at the Wharton Business School that helped me to be successful as an entrepreneur once I stopped trying to be a filmmaker in Hollywood. And, you know, I hadn't written a word in over eight years. I swore an oath that night after the Goldman Sachs incident in the back of my cab. I swore an oath I was never going to write again. But I sat down, I wrote my book in eight days and I self-published it on CreateSpace and I waited for the sales to roll in. And boy, did they ever roll in! all eight of them. (laughs) In 2010, all eight of those sales. And uh, I sought out a mentor. And I think this is a key element of success, is to find mentors who actually know what they're talking about and do what they say. Now, the mentor I talked to was Jack Canfield. I said, how do you sell books? He goes, you got to become famous. You got to go on TV. You got to go on radio. You got to become somebody special because people only buy books from people that they Think are special. And that's when I hired my first publicist and I paid $6,000 for her to book me on my first four TV appearances. And I sucked on all of those appearances. And I was watching them with my wife in the living room of our house. And I showed her the clips and I said, What do you think? And she said, I think you suck. And I said, (laughs) I think you're right. And I'm going to need to do a lot more TV appearances if I'm ever going to get good enough to go on the Today Show, which was my dream. Hmm. And she goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you just try, instead of paying this lady all this money, why don't you try booking yourself on these shows? And I started waking up in the middle of the night, 2.30 in the morning, and cold calling TV stations all around the country until I finally booked my first appearance on the ABC affiliate in Biloxi, Mississippi. And that was 106 television appearances ago. I, I just did my 107th television appearance. And I've been on when I was on the Today Show, Willie Guy says to me, hey, Clint, you have a great idea. Yeah, you ask yourself a question every year. What's that question? And I said, ask yourself if this was going to be the last year of your life. What would you want to accomplish? That will eliminate the fear, procrastination, the doubt that so many people have that keeps them from achieving their goals. And you know, it's been an amazing experience. And along the way, I, I've become a super expert at how do you book yourself on TV. I know how to book yourself on TV. I teach people how to book themselves on TV because. If you are any kind of an author, you got to become famous. And I think you've had some experience with this yourself.
0: Well, yeah, and I had experience, you know, I, I, uh, you and I met at an event, gosh, years ago. And uh, yeah, and then I went through your celebrity launch pad program, and I did get booked on a do- roughly a dozen, I think, uh, TV talk shows. And uh, national, I did the NBC's Daytime, which is their national morning show. You've probably been on all the shows I've been on. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, you know, and then, I mean, good morning, you name it. Good morning. I was in Albuquerque and Houston and uh, Sacramento. And yeah, man, you, you i mean almost single-handedly right I mean, it was your event and your t- teaching and training you got me on all those tv shows and they still like most of them exist if anyone wants to go watch if you go to youtube and google hal elrod uh you know you, you find all of those tv appearances are there which is one of the cool things too I, I tell people that a lot when they ask me about you know hey well you know what's it like getting on tv or how do i get on tv and i always just send them to your website <laughs> that's the first thing right uh, celebrity is that still an active website it's guaranteed celebrity.com guaranteed com, And uh, the, I always send them there and, and I say, yeah, I said, the cool thing is it's not actually the day the TV show airs. That is the highest value of the appearance. I said, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's the fact that you get to get the video and then put it on YouTube and then put it on your website. And if you want to put it on a DVD and mail it out to clients or prospect, like, you know, that now that video appearance, that television appearance lives on forever and that's you know I, I i talk about you pretty often i'm always you know i'm always sharing that with people so how many books have you sold now 1.7 million copies of the miracle morning the original Whoa! Book. <laughs>
1: that's amazing man you, you know i i tell the story all the time you enrolled in celebrity launchpad and you called me back the next day and you said hey i talked over with my wife and we realized we can't afford this and i'm like no you have to come mm. And we worked out a special payment plan for you to
0: make it affordable for you so that you could handle it. And thank God you did because... Yeah, who knows? I mean, that was an important important part of the journey. And that's funny. You remind me. I, I did not remember that. It's been so long until you just shared that. I'm like, oh yeah, we were going be- to... I did call you to cancel. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's great. Well, hey, by the way, I, want, I just want to say before we go any further, congratulations on the story you just shared and the success you've you've achieved. And and especially because I think there's such an important lesson there that I hope people listening caught this. Your goal, the original goal, the original dream was to make it in Hollywood, right? To be a writer in Hollywood. And, uh, in fact, I'd love to just for you to talk about that for a second. Like, uh, does that dream still exist for you or did, you know, what does not achieving that dream mean? Cause I think that's just so important for people to understand that often your goal is not the goal or your dream is not the dream because as you're pursuing it and you're learning and you're growing and you're, you're experiencing new things, often your vision for what's possible for you, it either changes, it expands both, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, what are your thoughts on not achieving a goal or not achieving a dream? and what does that mean? What did you learn from that experience? And how, what's that look like for you now in terms of looking back on that dream? Is it still there? Is it just you delayed it? Like, well, I'd love to hear you unpack that.
1: Yeah. I recently was informed about the death of one of my friend's father. Hmm. My college roommate was a kid named Evan Copelson, and his father produced a little movie called Platoon. Oh, wow. And really, that's what inspired me to go for the Hollywood dream is that I... Was so like I went to an early screening of Platoon before it even came out in the movies. And it won Best Picture from the Academy Awards. And then he went on to produce The Fugitive and Falling Down and Murder at 1600, Wesley, Wesley Snipes and The Devil's Advocate and A Race with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in my new book, I have a new book out called Celebrity Entrepreneurship. And by the way, I believe that everybody should be a celebrity entrepreneur. And that's why I wrote this book, Celebrity Entrepreneurship. And when I was on the way to the funeral, I was thinking about my whole relationship with Arnold Copelson, the man who was my friend's father who produced all of those movies and won the Academy Award for Platoon. And I realized he was the ultimate celebrity entrepreneur. And he had gone on TV to get the award. He won the award. He had pictures with celebrities all over his house. He had best-selling products. And he had seeking opportunities in very important places. Those are the basic elements of being a celebrity entrepreneur. And You know, the first chapter of my book is all about that. Now, what about the dream? Well, I made a documentary about the work we do. My wife produced the documentary focusing on the stuff that I do. And it's been accepted into 11 film festivals so far. Oh, wow. We we even made the sequel. And, you know, what is my dream now? I mean, ideally, I believe that I want to keep making documentaries about the work that I do. I, I think that in the long run, I would not have been entirely satisfied just being an actor I think that doing work that has impact on people's lives and careers and has the meta ripple effect that I get from the work that I do is very fulfilling for me. So I'd like to just keep producing documentaries about the stuff I do and have people, you know, follow my work and my progress and like become a documentary movie star kind of person. I don't know. It doesn't really exist. Yeah. The closest example would be Michael Moore. Got it. You know, or that guy in Sick, Fat, and Nearly Dead. See that one? Uh, I did long, a while yeah. back, but yeah. I yeah, did. you know, like a, a person who stars in documentaries about the work that they do. Anyway, that's what I'm. Yeah. But it's really about mentorship and examples and inspiration. Like Arnold Copelson, the movie producer, it really inspired me in the direction of the Hollywood career. And then Jack Canfield inspired me to become. A celebrity entrepreneur, author. And then I've had other mentors as well. And, you know, like, have you studied at all with Dan Kennedy? I've just read his work. I haven't gone to his events. Yeah, I've gone to his events all over the country. Yeah. He's been my, my main mentor. And I've been really focusing on very specific areas of his teaching that have just seemed so obvious to me as being genius and 100% on the money. And that's what's propelled my whole career, really. And, you know, what he said was when, especially with affluent clientele, who you are is more important than what you actually do. Hmm. And if you're not becoming a bigger who in the eyes of customers and prospects, then you're doing the wrong thing. And that's a hundred percent true. I mean, the marketing of what you do is everything. And the bigger a celebrity you are, the more money you're going to get for whatever you're doing. And whether you're a speaker, an author, a coach, a seminar leader, and really, I believe that most of the money, you know, unless you have a a rare breakout hit, like your book, Miracle Morning, most of the money comes from coaching and consulting. Sure. So that's really where it's at. And, you know, that mentorship from Dan Kennedy, focusing me on becoming a celebrity coach and consultant entrepreneur
0: has been everything. Yeah, I mean Dan's a genius. I, and I listened to one of his audios. It was just simply the recordings of an event that he did. It was like a you know low quality recording, but uh, the content was incredible. It was uh, the coaching and consulting boot camp, and it was 2004 when I listened to that CD. Uh, and the one, you know, the literally one thing he shared is largely responsible for so much of my success. And it was simply that the the greatest asset that you have in business is it's your platform, right? It's the, which I define as any person that knows you, likes you, trusts you, that you have a direct line of communication with, right? So your email list or your Facebook or whatever, and just you know the quality of your relationship with your platform, with your community uh, is everything in the size, right? And you kind of said, if you have you a know, thousand people on your email list that trust you and like you, and that value what you have to offer and you email them, you're going to make X amount of dollars. But if you can grow the email list to 10,000 people that, just as well, like you, trust you and value what you have to offer, that same email, that same single email, the same effort earns you 10 times as much in terms of your income and your impact and all of that. So I want to unpack something that you said here, uh, which is, you know, you've I mean, this is really what you do. You're the expert at helping people become celebrities, become celebrity entrepreneurs. Uh, I know you mentioned a little bit of this, but like, real quick, if you could just kind of summarize, what are the top, you know, two or three tips? And before you answer this, you know, I'll, I'll give people an example of how important this is. Like, think about, you know, there are so many keynote speakers that earn fifty thousand dollars per speech. Or hundred thousand dollars per speech, or sometimes even more, and they only earn that because they were on a TV show, right? Or and it could even be like a reality show. In fact, great example is I just spoke in Brazil uh, a couple months ago, and it was at Adriana Santana's event. In the U.S., you know, she's relatively unknown, but in Brazil, she was on a reality show. It's like the the Big Brother of, of Brazil. She was on a reality show when she was like twenty. And I think that was seven years ago. She's 27 now. Listen how crazy this is, Glint. She sent out... She put up one Instagram post to announce her event in Brazil. And she sold two thousand tickets (laughs) from one Instagram post. Now it's because she's a celebrity; she has two point four million Instagram followers. Yada yada yada. So here's why I want to. I wanted to frame the question with this because for anybody listening, you're like, great, yeah, I don't know how to get on a reality show, right? And like Clint, that's the beauty of that is you actually teach people. Hey, you don't have to win the lottery of television to become a celebrity. You don't have to get on. You teach people like here's the practical controllable like you actually can do these things to become a celebrity and then once you're a celebrity right people will i mean you you don't have to even sell yourself they're like i know who you are i've i've seen you on blank or i've i've read your book or i saw you on the today show or whatever so what are like the practical actions that people can take to become a celebrity you know okay. let's let's say for example by the end of this year or in the next year is yeah, what are, what are the few things they can do
1: yeah i wrote about this at length in my book i put my whole life into this book celebrity entrepreneurship And it's a hardcover, full-color book. Is it on Amazon yet? I'll go buy it. it It's on Amazon. It's $99. And just so you know, anybody who comes to the Living Legends event at Carnegie Hall, it's included as part of the general admission price. I'm going to mail you the hardcover book. Because really, anybody who comes to the Living Legends event, you should understand that becoming a celebrity entrepreneur is where it's at. You must be... It makes total sense to do it and no sense not to do it. Because you get more of everything if you're a celebrity entrepreneur. Here are the main things that you need to do. You need to ideally go on TV, on local TV news and talk shows. You need to speak in important places like Harvard, Club of Boston, or the NASDAQ, Stock Exchange, or other places that I uh, can arrange for clients. This is my favorite thing, Hal. And this is the best and easiest thing that you can do to instantly transform your status in the eyes of customers and prospects. Be photographed with major celebrities. Mm, you so
0: are right. Uh, when I went to your website, I saw you and Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> right, like us. Yeah, you're the
1: best at this. Uh, go ahead. When you have pictures of you with major celebrities, it changes everything about the way people look at you. And it's you know you got to start somewhere. And I know like that's why the VIP option for the Carnegie Hall event includes photos with Martha Stewart, Ice Tea and Coco, Jerry from Ben and Jerry's, Dan Kennedy, Michael Gerber, and all of the other speakers. It includes the photos because you've got to start somewhere with somebody and start building your collection of that type of marketing asset. That's what this is all about. How do you become a celebrity in the eyes of customers and prospects? You put marketing assets in front of their faces that position you as a celebrity and you begin changing their opinion of you with your marketing. That's how the whole thing works. And if you think about Grant Cardone, he's the ultimate celebrity entrepreneur. If you're an internet person, you probably know who he is. Outside of internet people, outside of people who are heavy social media users, people don't know who he is. I've, I've been in rooms of 50 financial advisors. I say, anybody recognize this person? Not one person knows who Grant Cardone is because they're not his target market. Sure. When you're a celebrity entrepreneur, only your target market knows who you are. It's like Tim Ferriss. One time I said to my daughter, do you know who Tim Ferriss is? And this is when the four-hour body came out. And like yeah. he was everywhere I would turn, there was yeah. Tim Ferriss, everywhere. But I said to my 16-year-old daughter, do you know who Tim Ferriss is? She's like, who? She didn't have any idea who he was. And it was astounding to me that a person would not know who Tim Ferriss was. But if you're not in his target market, you
0: don't. Awesome. I love it. So I want to sum up the strategies that I've written here taking notes as, as we're having this conversation. The goal achieving strategies, if you will, that you shared, number one is to find a mentor who has done what you want to do. And your mentor was Jack Canfield. And I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, that's, that's the shortcut. You find And, and, Dan, and Dan Kennedy. And, and you mentioned
1: how one thing that he said in that recording that you listened to, yeah. the mentors that I've lined up at the Living Legends event at Carnegie Hall, they're all of that caliber. One thing that they say at this event will change your whole life. I don't know what it is. It's going to be different for everybody. But those are the kinds of people who are going to be coming to this thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. tell people again, what's the website for people to go get the details and tickets and and be able to join us uh, at Carnegie Hall? LivingLegends2019.com. Awesome. Well, everybody, go check that out. And uh, again, I want to g- continue wrapping up with yeah. strategies of so finding a mentor who has done what you want to do. Uh, I agree, and it's your point that going to an event. You, you, yeah, you're right. You never know. Like for me, every time I go to an event, I don't think I've ever been to an event where I didn't get you know multiple times my money's worth, and it was not because everything that was said you know that I had to take thirty pages of notes to get that value. It was like ooh, what they said and what they said. I'm going to go implement. That's all I needed. Like, that's all I needed. And then one of your mentors, Jack Canfield, his advice was to become a celebrity. And arguably I think the best advice you gave uh, on the podcast, especially for it being the Achieve Your Goals podcast and for everybody, I I would encourage you to do this. And I do something uh, similar to this regular, not just even once a year, but regularly. But you said this, Clint, ask yourself, if this was the last year of my life, which goal would I set and commit to achieving? So goal achievers, if you're listening to this, right, you should be, if you don't know that question, answer that question. We are right around halfway through 2019. And ask yourself, if 2019 was the last year of your life, and of course, no, it's not going to be, but if it were, uh, which goal would you set and commit to achieving? And then last but not least, Clint, you're your uh, advice to become a celebrity entrepreneur. How do you do that? Get on TV, get on local TV if you have to. Speak in important places like Carnegie Hall. Take pictures with celebrities like those that'll be at the uh, uh, Living Legends event. Uh, and I know you mentioned earlier, write a book. And that, you know, that for me was kind of the, you know, the way that I did it. Well, Clint, man, any closing comments before we wrap up today? Uh, just that I'm really
1: proud of you. You're one of the outstanding magic messengers. You know, the people who come through my celebrity launch pad, and learn how to book themselves on TV. I call them my magic messengers because you have the magic power of being able to go on TV anytime you want for free. And you're one of the standouts. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so honored to have played whatever part that I did in making this happen for you because your transformation of not even being able to afford to come to a seminar and now becoming who you are is what every author wants to be and become. And I'm just... Awesomely amazed by you. So thank you. Thank you,
0: man. That's touching. That means a lot, Clint. Thank you. Thank you. Really, 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 really appreciate those kind words. I receive it and I appreciate you, uh, the part that you have played in my, in my life and, and my journey and uh, in my success. And so thank you. Amen. All right, brother. Well, hey, goal achievers, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Clint. Arthur, as much as I did. Uh, I do hope you will check out livinglegends2019.com and join us at the event if you can, if you can make it, if the dates work for you, September 26th through 28th. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to be an extraordinary Event, and uh, I'll be speaking, of course, alongside you know Martha Stewart, Michael Gerber, Ice Tina, and just 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 you know, just the random folks that Clint could uh <laughs> scrounge up for this event as he does, uh, bringing his A game every time. So, hey, I if they loved... bring their
1: Miracle Morning books, will you sign their books for them?
0: Of course, oh, that's a yeah. great point. Yeah, bring your Miracle Morning or your Miracle Equation book or any of the other you know Miracle Morning uh, series books. Yeah, I will absolutely sign every single one. Be happy to take pictures with you, uh, all, all of the above, man. That's... You actually were nice enough to contribute a nice package of of Miracle Equation
1: bonus items to the general admission ticket. So, you know, if you're- Oh, does everybody
0: get a copy of the book?
1: Yeah, everybody gets a copy of the book, The Miracle Equation. And then you have that Miracle Equation other items that you put on there, like your package.
0: All the bon- That's right. Yeah, we're giving away. Yeah, it was the, the bonuses that we gave for the people that got the book, like the first week, the launch bonuses. Uh, yeah, I did offer those to your attendees. So it's going to be, you'll get a six-week online course and a bunch of other uh, cool implementation guide, all those other cool bonuses that I was promoting for you know months leading up to the, uh, the publishing date of the Miracle Equation. Yeah, and the guided meditation of how to make your most important mission in life become your reality. Right? Yes, that is. Yeah. You also will get my first ever guided meditation that I recorded, which, uh, yeah, it was, I was funny. I was nervous to do that, but getting good feedback. So anyway, um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. Carnegie Hall, Clint. Thank you so much, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Hal. Take care.